0: comes not except to steal kill and destroy I have come that you might have and enjoy life life in abundance until it overflows discover how to live the abundance life in Christ through the ministry of pastor Oseyao Afuaqua. pastor Afuaqua is the general overseer of faith house charismatic chapel international a thriving ministry in Kumasi Ghana God has commissioned him to preach and teach the word of faith for people to know God better live life better and impacts their world better. Get set for an empowerment that will enable you to live a life of all-round victory, success and limitless prosperity. God bless you as you listen.
1: Matthew 6.33 Let's read the New King James Version. It says, seek first. Somebody say, seek first. Seek first. Say it aloud, Seek first. Seek first. Seek first the kingdom of God and what? And be
0: righteous.
1: And then what will happen? And all
0: these things shall
1: be added to you. Read it again. Seek first. And the kingdom of God and be righteous. Uh huh. And all these things shall be added. To you. All right. Seek first the kingdom of God. Kingdom addiction. That is our focus for the year. And that is what I'm likely to teach on all through the year. I will come from different angles, but that basically that's what I'll be teaching on all through the year. So I'm not in the haste to really get into But there are certain foundations that need to be laid now. And that is what I'm going to hope to achieve in this service. We said that Matthew chapter 6 verse 33 can be uh, divided into four compartments or four components. Somebody say four components. Oh. The four components involves the divine command. Somebody say the divine command. The divine command. Then it also involves the divine priority. Say the divine priority. priority. And then of course, it involves the divine object and then the divine position, which is righteousness. In the first, since we started from uh, the sixth, we have been focusing on the foremost. Somebody say the the foremost. That's what we have been focusing on. The foremost, which is the command. The command is to seek. Somebody say seek. seek. So the divine command, the divine priority, the divine object, and the divine position. The first we started by exploring. I told you that's the whole is the test we are going to stay with the whole year. And I didn't even talk about the but. But maybe along the line I'll come back to it because that's where actually I should have started from. Seek first the kingdom of God. But he says but. Seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. And all these things shall be added. Somebody say seek. Seek. What you don't seek, you don't find. Anything you are not ready to pursue, you cannot attain. Many people have dreams and visions, goals and desires, aspirations, which they can only dream about, but they can never realize. Why? Because they are not ready to seek it. It takes a seeking heart to find anything valuable in life. Takes a seeking heart. The Bible says, O God, thou art my God, early I will seek thee. In the book of Psalm 63, early will I seek thee. My soul thirsted for thee, my flesh longed for thee. In a dry and thirsty land where there is no water. So seeking is fundamental. And in this year, if you are going to attain all these things, shall be added. All these things. This is a year where my God will do exceedingly abundantly. Amen. About that which you can all think or ask. You see, it's a year of strange favors. Strange favors will be happening to kingdom addict. But get it right. Become a kingdom addict if you must see additions. That's the foundation. Become a kingdom addict if you must see additions. You can dream additions, you can pray additions, but until you are a kingdom addict, you will not be a candidate for it. And I pray that grace to be a kingdom addict will be yours. Amen. So that is the seeking. But what, how are we to seek? That's first. Somebody say first. First. So in this service, I will start a series called First Things First. Somebody say first first things first. First things first. Seek first. Don't just seek it, but seek it first. And the year has started. You can be seeking money now. Moving from one locum center to another. Moving from here to there. That's it. That's how some of the people have started the year. Running, head to Instead of tarrying with God. That's what the Bible says. Seek first. The year has begun. Will you seek God first or you seek money first? Will you seek for a visa first or you seek for God first? Seek first. What qualifies the seeking is the first. Somebody say the first. What makes the seeking unique is the first. How it's done is more important than anything. Seek first the kingdom of God. The word first appears in the New Testament 167 times. What does the word first mean? Now, the New Testament was written in Greek. So, if sometimes you need to, in fact, it's not sometimes. As much as possible, you need to consult the original language to be able to appreciate how and what it means. It comes from the word So we want to look at the meaning of the word first. First comes from the Greek word proton. Somebody say proton. Proton or some other Greek renditions calls it protos. Proton. And the proton we are talking about is not the subatomic particle called proton you know about. The positively charged uh, part of the atom. The negatively charged is electron and the positively charged is what? Proton. And then the neutral charge is neutron. Praise God. Now, that's not the kind of proton we are talking about. The proton we are talking about here is a Greek one and it means the first. Somebody say the first. Proton means the first. When we say proton, we are talking about the first. The first in time, the first in place, the first in order, the first in number. The first. If you are, we want to do an alphabet, which one is the first word? G. If you are doing counting, which one is the first word? Huh? Yeah, when you are counting, you start from one. Yeah, so, so zero cannot be a number. Yeah. So the first in number is what? One. So that's it. <laughs> Which one is the first day of the week? See, some people will say Monday, others will say Monday. But the first day of the week is Sunday. So the first in place, the first in time, the first in order. That is what we mean when we talk about Proton. Somebody say Proton. Proton also means first in rank. Somebody say first in rank. That which is first in rank. If you come to this nation, the number one gentleman of Ghana is President Nanado Akufuado. He's the first in rank. First in value. First in rank. Not all things are of the same value in life. Things differ in their values. In the book of Matthew, chapter 16, verse 26, he says, What do you profit if you gain the whole world but lose your own soul? Is anything worth worth more than your soul? So there are things that are more valuable. Your spiritual life is more valuable than your natural life. If you give more time to your physical life at the expense of your spiritual life, you are not wise. If your spiritual life is not as important to you more than your natural life, something is wrong. Because that which rules your natural life is your spiritual life. When your spiritual life is in shape, your natural life is in shape. But when your natural life is in shape, but your spiritual life is in shambles, your destiny shall be destroyed. This year, your destiny shall not be destroyed. So first in value, if you are looking for a wife, which one is first in value? Beauty or character? Character comes before beauty. If you are looking for a husband, which one comes first in value, money or character? Character comes before money. The Bible says a good name is to be chosen than great riches. So it's important to understand which things are more important. Then, of course, when we talk about proton, proton also means the thing which precedes all others. The thing which precedes all others. What precedes all others this is what we call proton. Proton also means the most important. Somebody say the most important. Say it. The most important. The most important, the most important. The most important is proton. Proton also means the best. May God have your best this year. Amen. May you give God your very best this year. Amen. The best. The best. When you are giving to God, David said, I won't give anything to God that costs me nothing. I will give Him my very best. And Sinatis sang a song and said, My very best Lord, I give. My very best Lord, I give. My very best Lord, I give to you with all my heart. I pray that this year, grace will rest upon you to give God your your very best. Proton refers to things that must be done first. Proton refers to things that must be done what? First. It refers to things that must be done first. There are things that must be done first. When you do them second, they lose their value. For instance, you have to marry before you give birth to a child. That is the right thing to be done. If you do it before, it's not right. I'm not communicating to somebody at all. You can be pregnant as, uh, at one time and receive congratulations. You can also be pregnant at another time and receive condemnation, and yet what you are carrying is still a human being. It's not that the one who has been condemned is carrying a monkey; he's also carrying a human being. But one has been done in the proper context, another has been done in the wrong context. Are you following what I'm teaching this morning? It's very important. Seek ye first the kingdom of God and His will. So, when that which is first, for instance, marriage, must come before sex. No, be so. When sex comes before marriage, it is always wrong. Marriage comes before sex. So, if you are not married and you are having sex, you are in the wrong thing. Praise God. First things first. Proton refers to things that must be done first. They must be done first. And Jesus used the word proton to describe the kingdom of God. Now, if All the definitions and the descriptions I've given about proto has is put around the kingdom of God, then the kingdom of God should mean a lot. One, Jesus said, you must seek first the kingdom of God. The kingdom of God must be proteus in your life. Why? Because it's the most important. Why? Because it is the principal thing. Why? Because it is the best. Why? Because it is first in rank. And it is the first in order, the first in place, the first in time. Are you following what I'm teaching this morning? Thus, first, the word first. In the scriptures, in the New Testament, we see first coming across a lot of things. Matthew chapter 5, quickly. Matthew chapter 5, verse 23 to 24. Matthew chapter 5, verse 23 to 24. Therefore, if you bring your gift to the altar and thou remember that your brother has something against you, Verse 24, he said, leave your gift there before the altar and go your way. Somebody say, go your way. way. And do what? First be reconciled to your brother. That is proteus. Somebody say proteus. Proteus. Uh, The word first there means proteus or it comes from the Greek word proteus. Again, Matthew chapter 22 verse 25, 37 to 38. Matthew chapter 22, 37 to 38. Good. He said, you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your mind. This is the, oh, come with me. This is the, this is the, this is the, this is the proteus. This is the proteus. This is the first. This is the most important. This is the first in value. The first in rank. This is the first. That's proteus. Now, let's come again to First John chapter 4 verse 19. First John chapter 4 verse 19. He said we love him because he first procured us. Amen. We love him because he first loved us. So there are things that the Bible specifically instructs us to do first. To do first. And today we are looking at one of those things. The reason why God decided to Help us to identify things that must be done first is so that we can live a fulfilling life. If you want to live a life of fulfillment or a life of success, it begins with priorities. Somebody say priorities. When your priorities are wrong, your life will go in the wrong direction. I realize that people live in three different ways in relation to priorities. Three ways people live. One, there are people who live without priorities. So their life, anything goes. Anything that anyone wants at all, it goes. Every day is like to yesterday, so everything just goes. A life without priorities cannot be void of frustrations. Never forget it. Any life lived without priorities cannot be void of frustrations. And then number two, there are those who live with life with wrong priorities. They are also not different. They are they are living, but their priorities are wrong. When they are to seek God, they are seeking other things. When they are to be in prayer, they are in they are in the, on the playing field. When they should be fasting, they are feasting. Priorities. When your priorities are wrong, your life will equally end in a catastrophic way. May you not end in catastrophe. Like for instance, when you are driving, your priority is to focus. It's not to be answering phone. Your priority. But we live in an era where people even text when they are uh, driving. So there are all sorts of things that can happen. When priorities are wrong, catastrophe is is inevitable. You shall not end in catastrophe. Then, of course, a life lived with the right priorities. This year, may you live with the right priorities. That's why Jesus felt that it was needful for him to let us know how we ought to live our lives. He said there are things we must do first. There are things we must not not do at all. It's not everything that is important. When you enter into a relationship and you are preparing for marriage, the priority is not to have sex. If your priority is to have sex, you will destroy the foundation of the relationship. You have sex and at the end of the day, you will not be able to know what the person is made of. Nothing blinds people than sex. Nothing. It makes you emotionally blinded and makes you foolish. Samson, the strongest, lost his sense of judgment the moment Delilah gave him sex. He said, Tell me your strength. Who goes about telling people their strength? Knowing that, particularly when the person has proven time and again that he, she doesn't mean well. But when sex is compromised, it's given cheaply. That's what happens. This year, may you value your life. Yeah. I said, This year, may you value your life. Yeah. How many of you believe that God wants you to live a successful life? That is God's plan for your life. Now listen, as much as you want to succeed, and I want you to look at me closely, as much as you want to succeed, I want you to know that God wants you to even succeed more. You cannot be more concerned about your success as much as God is. You cannot be. That's why listening to God, following God, and obeying his instructions is fundamental for success. He said, Joshua, in the book of Joshua 1.8, he said, this book of the Lord shall not depart from thy eyes, but thou shalt meditate therein day and night, that thou mayest observe to do according to all that is written therein. For then thou shalt make your way prosperous and you will have good success. May you experience good success. I said, may you experience good success. You will experience good success. In the mighty name of Jesus. In the mighty name of Jesus. Let your amen be loudest. Amen. Jesus came to them. He says, don't no worry about all these things. They want a car. I also want you to have a car. They want a house. I want you to have a house. They want to have big things. I want you to have big things. They want to travel. I also want you to travel. But you see, the way you go about yours is different from the way I go about mine. If you must have what I have for you, you must, my priorities must become your priorities. You must be on the same page with me if we must end at the same place. So, what are the most important priorities that we must live and govern our lives with in this year, 2020, where we are talking about kingdom addiction? Number one is the priority to prayer and fasting. Somebody say prayer and fasting. fasting. Say prayer and fasting. fasting. First Timothy chapter. First Timothy, prayer and fasting. First Timothy chapter 2 verse 1 to 4. Ah, like this. Let's read it together. One go. The first thing I want you to do is to pray. Turn to your neighbor and say, That's the first thing. That's, the first thing. That's what God is telling you. Ask him, Have you heard? And ask him, Are you fasting? And are you praying? The word, the word used there is protos. First, the first thing I want you to do is to pray. Is to pray. The first thing. You have seen a girl you like. The first thing is to pray. Okay. Not just go and collect a number. You right, right. to pray. The first thing is to pray. The first thing is to pray. Oh, Pastor, but I have to just befriend her and get to know her. Listen, pray about her. Okay. Pray about her. The first thing is to pray. The first thing. You, are, you, you have had a job offer and you are considering it. Don't just look at the, uh, the, the salary. The first thing is to pray. Most of the time, Christians end up with living lives, sustains of God's best for their lives because we don't pray about things. The Bible says, be anxious for nothing. But in everything, somebody say in everything. In everything. No, not, not in some things. In everything. In everything. You have seen a property you want to buy. The first thing is to pray. The first thing. Somebody gives you a business deal. You are considering it. The first thing is to pray. Somebody says, well, I I want to show you to, uh, I want to take you to meet someone. The first thing is to pray. Because you see, our meet, our steps are supernaturally ordered. You don't just go anywhere. The first thing is to pray. Somebody comes to propose marriage to you. The first thing is to pray. Pray. But today... Most of the time, when we are confronted with challenges, I mean, a challenge comes your way. The first thing is to pray. Don't waste your time complaining and talking to people. The Bible says, is anyone afflicted? Let him pray, not him go and be talking. People have complicated their marriage problems because they are talking instead of praying. Instead of praying for their spouse, they are talking. They are talking to people who are rather gossiping about the thing. They say, hear it, and finish Oh, sir. Oh, sorry. Oh, sorry. Yes, you babble And the next time, it's all over the place. Instead of settling down and praying, the Bible said the heart of a king is in the hands of the Lord like rivers of water. He will tend it with that soever he wills. The first thing is to pray. Somebody say the first thing. Pray. He said, pray everywhere you know how. May you pray everywhere you know how. Amen. That's what we are doing in this fast. Just sit in your house and don't be part and be watching. Seek first the kingdom. That's all it's about. The first thing is to pray. You want to succeed 2020? The first thing is to pray. You are planning, strategizing for great things 2020. The first thing is to pray. I like your plan. I like your purpose. I like your procedure. But the first thing is to pray. Why? Because anything that is not rooted in prayer, sooner or later, is bound to fail. Anything that is not rooted in prayer, sooner or later, is bound to fail. If you marry without being rooted in prayer, sooner or later, it shall fail. If you start a business without seeking, why? The reason why it's so is because without God, you can do nothing. The Bible said, except the Lord build the house, the labor in vain, that build it. You are dreaming great dreams, making great goals. Who will give you strength to pursue those goals? Who will give you the life to run those agendas? It is God. That's why he says, without me, you can do nothing. He said, it's not by mind nor by power, but by my spirit, saith the Lord. May you receive grace to live a prayerful life. I said, receive grace to live a prayerful life. Pray every way, you know how, for everyone you know. So it's not just about you. Pray for everyone you know. Pray for everyone you know. Do you know that Jesus, when he was baptized, the first activity he engaged was fasting and prayer. As soon as he was baptized, the Bible said he left. That's it. Luke chapter 4, verse 1. Now Jesus, full of the Holy Spirit, left the Jordan and was led. Left where? Left where? He left where? He left the Jordan. He left where? The Jordan. What happened at the Jordan? He was baptized there. Baptism means the ministry had just begun, he has just started his life. He left the Jordan and the first place he went was in the wilderness. What was he eating, doing there? Eating Chinese and drinking eba. No. Eba and agusi soup. No. They don't go to wilderness to eat Chinese. Went into the wilderness. Go to verse 2. The Bible says, "And was in the wilderness 40 days in the wilderness and 40 days and night, and he was tested by the devil. He ate nothing during those days. And when the time was up, he was hungry. So when you are hungry, it's not, it's not a testimony. Pastor, this fasting, I'm hungry, Power, It's not a testimony. Yeah. Some of you, because of hunger, you are not fasting. Yeah. It's because you are really not hungry. You are hungry for the wrong things. People fast because they are hungry for the most important things. We are hungry for God, so we fast. But because you are hungry for the thing that will make your body look uh, uh, succulent, that's why you are eating. That's why you are eating. I told them in the evening meetings that we don't come here because we have overspent in the same way we don't have anything to live on. No, no, that's not the essence. David said, Oh God, thou art my God, early I will seek thee. My soul thirsted for thee, my flesh is longing for you. There's a cry in my heart for something supernatural. Something above the ordinary. That's why we are fasting. That's it. He was led to go and fast. And you have been led to go and play. Receive grace too fast. Receive grace too fast. Mark chapter 1 verse 35. Mark chapter 1 verse 35. When Jesus rose up early in the morning, one of the things he did was to pray. While it was still night before dawn, he got up and went out to a secluded spot and prayed. Prayer was the first thing in the life of Jesus. When he wakes up, he does not check Facebook. The first place he used to check was God's face. Instead of Facebook, he would look at God's face. And when you look at his face, you will shine brighter and brighter. Can somebody give me an in there? Amen. When the early apostles were confronted whether they should leave the word of God and go, they say no. Find somebody else, but first of all, our business is to pray. May God give us grace to pray. I said, may God give us grace to pray. Now, eight reasons why you must pray and fast first. Eight reasons why I'll run through fast. Because I need to finish all of it. Eight true reasons why you must run, you must pray and fast. One, because eight reasons why you must. Pray and fast first before any activity, including before this year. That's why we do it at this time of the year. One, because prayer and fasting helps to lay a solid spiritual foundation for a successful year. Prayer and fasting helps to lay a solid spiritual foundation for a successful year. You see, when you enter a year, you don't know the things that will happen in a year. How many of you know all the things that will happen this year? Lift up your hands. You don't have some prophetic eyes to see the end from the beginning? No. Yeah. None of us has it. But do you know that God knows all of it? Yeah. Do you know that God knows what will happen in every minute of this year? Yeah. Every second of this year? Every time space in 2020 and the decade we have just entered, God knows it. The Bible says in the book of Psalms, he says, my times are in your hands. My times are in your hands. So if your times are in his hands and you are starting the year, and he's not part of it, then how are you going to make it? How are you going to make it? In the book of Psalm 11 verse 3, if the foundations be destroyed, the righteous can do nothing. You need a solid foundation for a great year. None of us know, and I'll get back to it in the course of the teaching, because see, every year comes with great promise. Every year also comes with great challenges. And it takes your positioning, your right positioning, in order to make the most out of a year. And one way to position yourself right, is to fast, diligently seek the face of God. Lord, I don't know my way around 2020, but you know it all. That's why I'm seeking your face. You must guide me this year. You must show me the right steps to take, the right people to meet, the right places to go. This year, you shall not miss your steps. Yeah. Can somebody give me a believing amen? Yeah. You see, additions answer when you are in the right place. Additions answer. Additions. It is only when you are in the right place that you meet the right people. Yeah. And when the right people meet you, right things will happen in your life. When wrong people meet you, wrong things will keep on happening in your life. That's what Dr. Bekdok said. He said, when wrong people leave you, wrong things stop happening. So I, I, I really, I would do anything to make sure that the wrong person is out of my sight. I don't, I'm I'm choosy with my association. If you are with me, I will try as much as possible that we will pray to the same good spirit. The spirit I have, I want you to have it. So that we flow and function well. But the moment you are not ready to function with a a good spirit, no, 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 no. Because as long as wrong people are around you, wrong things will keep on happening in your life. This year, may you choose your friends wisely. Shout a better amen. Amen. Shout a better "Amen." Amen. The foundation of Jesus' ministry was 40 days of fasting and prayer. That's how he succeeded. That's how he succeeded. He prayed from the beginning. They say prayer is the key. Prayer is the key. Prayer is the Jesus started with prayer. A Sunday school song. You sang it many years ago. You think it's no longer relevant because you have become a mature Christian. That's why your maturity is not leading you to anywhere. You are a mature Christian. You are supposed to be a mature Christian, but you act like a baby Christian. So unforgiving, so petty, so sensitive. The listening you are annoying. It's, it's, it's not anything. No. It shows you are canna. That's what shows, it shows you are canna. If you hold on to simple, simple things, it shows you are canna. He said, if there is envy, strife among you, it's because you are canna. When you grow up, things, things don't matter to you at all. You don't have all things. You don't have all things. 2020, you must grow up. Because if you don't grow up, you can't get the best of God. There are things you, don't, you give to babies. There are things you give to adults. If you are a baby, there are, there are things God will give you. And then this year, you must determine, I'm going to grow. I refuse to be a baby Christian. I refuse to be a baby Christian, a diaper-wearing Christian. I refuse to be a Christian who needs to be carried about. Grow up. Turn to your name and say grow up. grow up. Grow up. Foundation. Somebody say foundation. Solid foundation. And I tell you, this, this year is a strategic year. If you care about your life, for the next 10 years, I speak to you as not just a pastor, but I speak to you as a prophet who has insight into God's timings. That within the next 10 years, if you maximize this year, your life will be a showpiece to your well yeah. Within the next 10 years within the next 10 years. Seasons matter. And what you do with the first will always affect what will happen to the rest. That is the principle of the first fruit. What you do with the first will always determine what will will happen with the rest. If you waste the first, the rest will be wasted. If you invest the first, the rest, you have great dividends. May you receive the wisdom of God to invest this year. Give me a believing amen. Amen. Number two, prayer and fasting empowers you to wage war. Wage war spiritually in order to see the fulfillment of prophecies in your life. Prayer and fasting empowers you spiritually to wage war. You see, sometimes the year begins and prophetic verdicts are declared and decreed like I'm doing now, making all sort of spiritually inspired or Holy Ghost inspired declarations. Some people will pick them up And they will become testimonies. Others, they won't even hear it. Last Friday, you should have listened to uh, uh, Reverend uh, Felix. He is a preacher. A friend and a senior brother for that matter. But he could quote virtually most of the things I was teaching. Somebody sat in the meeting didn't hear any of those declarations at all. That's the difference. At the end of the day, where you end is not it's not determined by what you heard. It's by what you heard and what you did with what you heard. You must hear right and you must engage what you hear. Very important. The Bible said, this child I give unto you, St. Timothy, according to the prophecy which was given before you, that thou by them mightest war a good warfare. When prophecies come, we are talking about kingdom addition, God is set to add unto us and all of those things. That is the time to sit up and pray because if you don't pray, Satan will turn addiction to subtraction. He can turn it around. He can turn it around. I don't have time to show you where, when God says specific things to people, but because they refuse to take responsibility, nothing happened. He said, This chart is a charge. The charge in the military word is a command. I say, by the prophecies you have received, every prophetic word you come to meeting, you hear, engage it in prayer. Lord, you have said that this year shall be a year of supernatural favor. No satanic force shall be able to stop. You stand in prayer, you enforce it. It's not, the word is not working. It's not because of the one who spoke it. It's because you are not engaging it effectively in prayer enough. When you come to church and the word comes, you become supernaturally impregnated. Yours is to make sure that you subject the baby to spiritual antenatal care. Until the baby is fully born. If you take in and you decide that you are not going to t- stay, uh, uh, stick and stay with antenatal care, and you'll be careless, you can easily abort the baby. And that is how most of us abort God's great and beautiful destiny for our lives in the year. We hear so much, and yet very little happens in our lives. Because we are not, we have not learned to nurse and nurture those babies God gives us. But this year they shall be fulfilled in your life. Amen. I said they shall be fulfilled in your life. Amen. Give me a believing Amen. amen. Number three, prayer and fasting empowers you with strength to take delivery of your inheritance in the year. The Bible said, blessed be God who daily loaded us with benefits. So do you know that 2020 is loaded with benefits for you? No, do you know great benefits in this year for you? Benefit of favor, benefit of wealth. Is somebody hearing what I'm saying at all? Benefit of grace. Benefit of open doors. All of these are in the year. For you. They are all in the air, But you need strength to take your possession. You need strength to take your. Yes. Now, let me tell you something. When two wrestlers enter the wrestling uh, 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 arena, the price on the wrestling context is available for all. Two of us. Yes. With the exception of a few occasions where somebody will do some kululu somewhere. Where if it's kotoko and hearts, they can sell the match or something. <laughs> it is equally available. At the end of the day, the one who takes the, the, the crown or the championship, listen, is taking it on the basis of his strength. No, be so. The one who is strong will take over. Look at Luke chapter 11, verse 21 to 22. He said, When a, um, a strong man keepeth his goose, his goose are, he keepeth his palace, his goose are in peace. His goose. So all of your goose in 2020 can be in peace. All of them, they are all of your goods: favor, blessing, open door, prosperity, peace, living accident free, walking in supernatural advancement. All of them are available. But somebody wants to take them. Somebody wants what? Yeah. And he's the devil. He will come after your joy. He will come after your peace. He will come after your marriage. He will come after many things. He will come after. And so if you want him to keep him, you keep him at bay, you need to be strong. He said, But when the stronger than he shall come upon him, overcome him and take it from him all his armor wherein he trusted. And divided his spore. Your spore shall not be divided. Amen. I said your spore shall not be divided. Amen. Your marriage can be in 2020, but if you fail to pray, it will be postponed to 2025 A contract you are supposed to receive. In March, you may end up getting it in December because you are not praying. Am I communicating? When the stronger than he comes, he fights him off. You shall not be dispossessed of your inheritance. Fasting and prayer empowers you to overcome the tempter and temptation whenever it comes. Fasting and prayer empowers you to overcome temptation, and the tempter whenever he comes. When Jesus fasted and Satan came, he had no power over him. Satan will not have power over you. I said, Satan will not have power over you. Fasting and prayer helps you to discover and fulfill God's plan and never the devil's plan. Number five, for your life. Fasting and prayer will always help you to discover and fulfill God's plan and never the devil's plan for your life. Church, in the book of Jeremiah chapter 20, chapter 29, verse 11. The New Living Translation says, For I know the plans. Somebody say, I know the plans. Know say it, I know, plans. I know the plans. Who is speaking God here? He said, for I know the plans I have for you. Declares the Lord. Plans to prosper you, may you prosper. Amen. I said, may you prosper. Amen. May 2020 bring you peace and prosperity. Amen. He said, I know, I know, I am God. I know the plans I have for you. As you have entered this new decade, I am God. I know the plans I have for you. As you have entered the new year, I know the plans I have for you. Plans of good and not of evil. To give you a future and a hope. Now, hear me. Just as God has a plan for you, Satan also has a counter plan. Satan has what? Satan always has a counter plan. Satan always Satan always develops a negative counter plan to every good plan of God for your life. Please, can you project if you have that? Satan always develops a negative counter plan to every good, every good plan of God for your life. Every one of them. So, God has a plan for you to enjoy your marriage. But Satan has a counter plan to conf- confuse you and destroy you and make sure that you know no peace in your marriage. You can start a business. God has a plan. For, because, I mean, how can God make you and want to and, and, and desire that you become a failure? No. How can God want create you and desire that he wants you to be poor? No. So, God has a great plan for your life. Satan has a counter-negative one. There's a particular job you must land this year that will bring you rest from most of your financial challenges. But, Satan has a counter-plan that he will give you to one guy who is using money to advance his cause. How do you defeat Satan's counter plan? On the altar of prayer. On the altar of what? Prayer. On the altar of prayer. On the altar of prayer. Do you know Jesus came. Matthew chapter 1 verse 21. He said. And he shall bring forth a son. And he shall call his name Jesus. For he shall be the savior of his people. Somebody say savior of his people. Yeah. That was God's plan. But what was Satan's counter plan? To kill him before he even grows up. So Matthew chapter 2 verse 16. The Bible said, when Jesus was born, Matthew 2.16, and then Herod, when he saw that he was mocked of the wise men, was to sit and sent and slew all the children that were born in Bethlehem. All children. Every one of them. So, you see, Satan hatched a plan to eliminate Jesus. And he was executing his plan through human beings. Let me tell you, this year, the human beings Satan is going to use to influence your life, how your life goes. And if you don't pray, you know, you know how Jesus was able to avert all of that and escape all of that because there was a woman by the name of Annas. She was in the temple and the Bible says she was praying, 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 praying. It was a prayer that intercepted and destroyed all kinds of things that could have happened. Praise God. Most people just sit down. Oh, God has said it, it will happen. God has said you will have plenty of silver. God has said you will be a mother of nations. God has said, you must not be barren. But Satan wants to keep you out of reaching that. So you stand on the authority of the word of God. He say, hey, Satan, I know better. God has said it, but I need to enforce it. I need to what? That's why they have peacekeeping. They sign treaties, but they still leave soldiers on ground. All the UN peacekeeping there are soldiers there, they have signed treaties between the uh, uh, the opposing forces, but there are soldiers there who are keeping, hold, making sure that the treaty holds. If you fail to pray, you will leave yourself to all kinds of attacks. Not only that, Apostle Peter. What did Jesus tell Peter? He said, "Thou art Peter, and upon this rock I what? I what? Build my church, and the gate of hell shall." Not. That's Matthew chapter sixteen, verse eighteen. He said, "Thou art Peter, and upon this rock I will build my church, and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it." But do you know that Peter almost abandoned ship? When Jesus died, he left. He died. I mean, the man went to the grave and three days, he couldn't wait. Three days. Satan was troubling Peter. It was Jesus' prayer for him. In the book of Luke chapter 22, verse 31 to 32. He said, he told Peter, he said, Peter, Peter, Satan, Luke chapter 22, verse 31 and 32. He said, Peter, Satan desire to have you, that he may sift you as we can you project that. Behold, the hand of the enemy, 21 verse, 22 verse 31 to 32. 22 verse 31 to 32. He said, the Lord said, Simon, Simon, behold, Satan desire to have you to your neighbor and say, Satan is desiring your flesh. He's looking for you. Satan is looking for you. You see, it's dangerous when Satan is looking for you and you are not aware. It's dangerous. He's looking for you but you are not aware. When you sleep, you sleep and snore because you don't know Satan is looking for you. When we say we are fasting, you go about eating. Because you don't know Satan is looking for you. He says Satan is looking for you. And he wants to sift you. You know sift? Sift is uh, (laughs) with pistol. Sift you as wheat. But thank God. Jesus said verse 32. But I have prayed for you. I have prayed for thee. That was how Peter escaped. He would have been sifted. You shall not be sifted. I said, You shall not be sifted. So, so why you think that, oh, this pastor is just uh, oh, a wait until Satan has any on you? Yeah. Yeah, wait. 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 One of the things that surprises me most is Apostle Paul. Apostle Paul was speaking and said in Galatians chapter 1, verse 16, he said, When he pleased God, who separated me from my mother's womb? Look at Galatians 1.16 Who separated me from my mother's womb and called me by his grace to reveal a son in me I did not immediately confer with flesh and blood. Go back to verse 15. Who separated me from my mother's womb? When it pleased God. Who separated me from my mother's womb? Now when you look at Apostle Paul's life from the time he was a child to the time he met Jesus on the road of the, the, uh, Damascus everything he did was contrary to what he's talking about here. Do you know that? He said, I was born for this assignment, but all his life, he was living in opposite dimension to it because Satan was after him. Satan had used him. He had made him to become a murderer. Somebody who should be fighting the cause of Christ, he was fighting against the cause of Christ. Somebody who should be a great preacher became a great persecutor. All because Satan was pushing the agenda. Let me tell you, if you fail to pray, you'll be living Satan's dream instead of God's dream for your life. When you fail to pray, you will live Satan's dream. Somebody had to intercede for Paul's life to change. Who was that man? They call him Stephen. Stephen was being stoned. He said, Lord, give him another chance. Acts chapter 7, verse 59 to 60. Acts chapter nine, 7, verse 59 to 60. And they stoned him, calling, calling upon God and saying, Lord Jesus, receive my spirit. And look at verse 60. He says, and he knelt down and cried with a loud voice, Lord, let, lay not this sin to their charge. And when he did this, lay not this sin to their charge. If the sin, Paul, Patukin had been laid to his charge, he would have been gone. That was how his transformation began. Listen. Don't just dream. Don't just uh, discover. Because a lot of people make discoveries, they don't see it. It takes prayer to push it. How then do I engage in prayer to maximize it? Prayer and fasting to maximize it quickly. We are told in Matthew chapter 6, verse 6, Matthew chapter 6, verse 18, that fasting and prayer is richly rewarding. Somebody say richly rewarding. Say richly rewarded. Yeah, richly rewarded. Look at Matthew chapter 6, verse 6. He says, when thou prayest, enter into thy closet, and when thou hast shut the door, pray to thy father, we see the in secret. And thy father, we see thee in secret shall reward thee openly. Somebody say openly. 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 So when you pray, there will be open rewards. This year there will be open rewards. Amen. Your prayer will show in your life. Amen. Open rewards. When you fast, there is also open rewards. Luke, Matthew chapter six, verse sixteen to seventeen. Open rewards. Open rewards. When thou fastest, anoint thy head and wash thy face. Verse eighteen. He says that thou appear not to men to fast, but unto thy Father which seeth in secret, and thy Father which yet in secret shall reward thee openly. This year may reward show in your life. Rewards happen. And this week, as we continue our series, we'll be exploring some of the rewards that prayer and fasting brings. How do I maximize it? Number one, be personally involved. Be personally what? Be yeah, we are fasting. This is a corporate fast, but you may not be involved at all. Be personally involved. Sex to six, six to three, sex to five, six to uh, uh, two, based on your work schedule. But don't just say, as for me, <laughs> and be eating you are eating away your destiny you are eating your way, uh, away your destiny the bible says Esau for the most seller of bread sold his birthright just for food he sold his birthright you won't sell your birthright Amen. somebody say be personally involved number two define your expectations define your expectations without an expectation you have no future it takes an expectation to experience manifestation the Bible says surely there is an end and thy expectation shall not be cut off. That's why we give you prayer expectation. We give you prayer expectation. Clearly spell it out. God does not answer general prayers. He answers specific prayers. And God, Jabez called upon the name of his God. If you bless me indeed and enlarge my course and the hand will be upon me. That I may not, he said, the Lord granted him that he, which he requested. Be specific. Be specific. Lord, give me a contract. In the contract is okay. God doesn't just give you any contract. Give me a husband. Any husband is okay. No. That's why when we are praying for tech growth, we specifically, within this quarter, Lord, give us 180 souls. Specifically. Yeah. Without a goal, there will be no score. Goal post, there will be no score. It takes a goal post to have a score. Number three. Create time for personal fellowship with God in the word and prayer during the course of a day. Some of you, you you just spend the whole day just doing your own thing and even that seven, six to seven, you just come and praise more Then you go. No. Make time for God in the course of a day. This is a special time, so create special time for God. When you go to work, you don't have a lunch hour because the lunch is already sacrificed. You are fasting. So the lunch time, if you have to go to the washroom area and then uh, what do you call sit on the thing and pray. Sit there and pray. Provided the place is not too busy. Praise God. But create time, find a place and seek the face of God. Number four, endeavor to be present at all corporate prayer meetings. Don't sit at home. The Bible said these all continue. Acts chapter 1 verse 14. And these all continue with one accord in prayer and supplication with the women. These all continue. One fourteen, And this all continue in prayer. And one accord in supplication. This is not a personal fast. This is a corporate fast. So, come let's generate corporate fire together. Don't sit at home. Number six. Five. Intercede for the kingdom of God and for others extensively. You see, one of the things that makes prayer effective and makes God grant audience to some people is the quality of the kingdom dimension in your prayer. Jesus was speaking in Matthew chapter 6. He said when you pray verse 9. Say our father which art in heaven hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come. That is the first prayer line. Every time you pray and there is no kingdom aspect in the prayer consider it a wasted prayer. Every time you pray there is no aspect. You are not praying for church. You are not praying for leadership. You are not praying for the advancement of the kingdom of God. You are not praying for souls. It is a wasted prayer. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done. Then he says, give us this day our daily bread." So until you have prayed the kingdom, you are not qualified to pray your personal needs. Pray kingdom prayers. Number six, complement your prayer and fasting with sacrificial givings. Complement it. And usually our fasting will end in our first fruits. Complement it with sacrificial givings. Cornelius, Acts of the 10 verse 4. He said, thy prayers, Acts chapter 10, verse 4. When you looked up to him, he was afraid and said, what is it, Lord? And he said unto him, thy prayers and thy arms. Somebody say, thy prayers and thy arms. Prayers, thy arms. I come up for a memorial. When you complement your prayer with giving, it goes before God as a memorial. Every prayer you pray this season shall come before God as a memorial. Yeah. And then, of course, finally, be sensitive to the promptings of the Holy Spirit. Be sensitive to the promptings of the Holy Spirit. May you receive grace to rightly engage. May you receive grace to rightly engage in the name of Jesus. The grace of God to engage. 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 The grace of God. Lord, grant me grace to fast and pray. Grant me grace to fast and
0: Afuakwa has just placed in your hands the key for all-round victory, success, and limitless prosperity. To get a copy of this message and other messages as well as books by Pastor Afuakwa, please call 0540-122-670 or 204 225 or email us at faithhousechapel at yahoo.com. Get interactive with Pastor Fuakwa on Facebook and Twitter. You can also visit our website at www.faithhousechapel.com for any other information. Fellowship with us this and every Sunday for our two English services. 6.30 6.30 a.m. First service, 8.45 a.m. Second service, and on Wednesdays for our World Encounter service at 6 o'clock p.m. at our church auditorium on the top floor of Nanaama Ejakuma Plaza, opposite the Unity Oil Station, Santasi Roundabout, Kumase, Ghana. God richly bless you. <laughs>